1: Welcome back to The Basement Binge. It has been a hot minute since I have been able to sit down and record an episode. This is a very delayed Doctor Strange 2, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness episode. But it was a, a film that I wanted to talk about. wanted to get this episode out before the following episode comes out on Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick coming out at the end of this week, which I'm very excited about. So let's talk about Doctor Strange 2, jumping right into Two Cents, which is spoiler-free but then we'll begin into the spoiler since it's been a while since this film's been out. Man, it's great to be back doing this. All right, two cents, spoiler-free thoughts. Phase 4 of the MCU is so much better than I thought it was going to be, but in a different way. I still feel the superhero fatigue. I'm still kind of unsure about how I feel about the superhero movies with huge air quotes around it, uh, but it is a lot better. I've, like, like Moon Knight, for example, I really, really enjoyed. It's more of what I actually wanted. Phase 4 as a whole is more of what I actually wanted instead of what I thought I wanted, way back when WandaVision started and, and was the start of, of, of phase four. This is a great Doctor Strange story. It keeps all the good elements of the first, minus that Inception visual style, and also manages the multiverse, trotting, and fantastical elements Really perfectly, it, it feels at home in, in my experience with Doctor Strange. I enjoyed the conflict over this new character, America Chavez, and what to do with there. The multiverse elements are super fun as well. They handled it really well with a good mixture of good mixture of Easter eggs and fun hints at things, and just like acknowledgement of our love for the Marvel universe, and matched that with reality and high stakes, and not. Too much zaniness where everything is lost. I love the potential fun of the multiverse, but I like that it still remains grounded in the story of the characters that we know. If you're going to do a cinematic multiverse, I think this is the way to do it, and it doesn't become some animal that you can't control. And then the theme of the film, the heart of it, it's consistent throughout the film from beginning to end, and I love the way that we see Doctor Strange struggle with it. We're going to get to that and fall in, but it was one of my favorite parts of the film and not something I expected to see in it at all whatsoever you know it's definitely marketed and just promoted as you know the next mcu blockbuster and i wasn't expecting this heart to be a part of it and and especially the message to be what it was i just expected to, to lean in completely to multiverse and then sam raimi his creative touch on the whole thing is truly the greatest part of the film to me the camera work editing all of it felt really fresh and new it amazed me to see everything he did very differently than what we typically see in the MCU. Yes, he had to stay within the lines of the MCU. I'm not going to deny that, but his creative talent generally was all over it. You could tell it had his style, which I enjoyed. There's this one particular cut in the film that I got an audible, that I had an audible reaction to because I was just amazed and surprised to see that in the MCU. I mean, I, I, I hate saying that because I'm not bagging on the MCU. It's just, you don't typically see those types of things. And it and it was shocking how well it was done. And it was a fantastic cut. I'll tell you what it was later when we get into spoilers. I don't know. Maybe things, maybe the MCU isn't as stale as my memory lends it to be. But every time I go see one, I prepare for a little bit of blandness. And uh, maybe I was just expecting this to just be too much multiverse that I that I had lower expectations. I'm I'm not really sure, but either way, I really enjoyed the film. The the visuals were well done. The characters were well portrayed from um, Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Scarlet Witch um, and Wanda. Of course, Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch is Dr. Strange. Wong. I mean, there's so many great characters in the performance as well. The writing is good. I feel like the stakes, it's not some crazy thing it's a, it's a genuine progression of the stories that we've seen before and it's handled really well both from a wanda perspective and also from a doctor strange perspective and what he goes through and, and who he is and who he's he's becoming and all of that it's just a it's a good story it's 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 done well and the, and the stakes are fun and entertaining and kept me engaged so that will be two cents that's going to wrap up my spoiler free thoughts to get into more of what i want to say we're gonna have to get in spoilers so if you haven't seen this film yet and you're kind of on the Edge of going to see it or not, I, I recommend seeing it. I I enjoyed it. I I mean, if you've got superhero fatigue, I don't think this is going to be the one to change it. It is definitely an MCU film, and it's a continuation of that format. And but it is different, and it does have a Sam Raimi style to it uh, more than we might see other places. So, quick announcement before we get into the other segments: it, a big reason I have not been able to release episode, episodes so consistently is because I'm in school and I'm doing so much homework. Uh, part of that homework is I'm currently researching podcast listeners. So if you are listening to this the week of the 23rd of May, so you have until the 27th of May, there's a survey that's going to be listed below. If you want to participate, it's just a survey that will take like two minutes to respond to about podcast listeners and and how they participate in podcasts or not. So if you want to help me with my homework, that'd be greatly appreciated. It's linked below. Uh, If you want to help the podcast, you can also leave a review on podchaser.com slash binge. You can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. I'm trying to post some content on there because that's a little faster to produce, but even still, it's sporadic. So thanks for bearing with me during the semester. We're going to get through it uh, just like we're getting through this episode. On to the next segment. Pick your poison. This is the basement binge rating skill that is all about the binge ab- bingeability excuse me, of the film and how would I choose to interact with it after watching it this one title. Four rankings, four ratings you could give it, so to speak, is to never watch it again, self-explanatory. Above that is to stream it. It's on the service you're paying for. You're looking for something to watch, you're browsing. You'd click on it. Above that is to rent it. You'd be willing to fork over a few dollars for it and the top of the list is to buy it. Digitally, physically, doesn't matter. And this is difficult. Disney Plus makes... This segment hard because it makes me uninterested in buying things that I know are going to end up on Disney Plus. There's very few things that I know will end up on Disney Plus that I'm then motivated to buy. If you're a fan of the Basement Binge, you know that I'm I'm an avid Blu-ray buyer. Okay, I, I buy a lot of Blu-rays. That's something that I enjoy. And so when I enjoy a movie, I'm very likely to buy it. That's why this rating's kind of broken. Uh, but with Disney Plus, I'm going to call this not a buy, but also just because the the MCU isn't something that I so quickly want to watch again and I don't feel so much of a connection to it anymore. I feel like that connection really ended with Endgame and, and and as much as these are good films that are continuing to come out and that are going to continue to come out for the rest of eternity and be a box office sensation, I have no doubt about that. It, it truly was a saga that ended with Endgame and that end of the MCU. And I just don't feel a connection the same way to these newer things and just knowing they're going to be on Disney Plus. But all of that aside, how would I choose to interact with this? What rating would I give this? I genuinely, all everything I just set aside, this is in between a stream and a rent. Uh, I would very, very quick, quickly watch this again um, to the point where if I wanted to watch it and it wasn't on Disney+, Plus, I'd be willing to rent it, potentially buy it at that point if it was something that I knew wasn't going to be on stream a lot and I was going to watch it, I'd, it, it. It'd be close to that. But knowing this on Disney+, Plus. It's, it's going to be streamed, but I I know I will watch this again at at some point. So I don't know. This rating system is kind of getting weird with, with Disney+. Plus. So on to the next segment, which is live up. This is where I talk about my expectations going into the film and if it is able to live up to those expectations. And that's why the segment is named what it is, because I'm very clever. I was moderately excited for this. I was mainly curious to see how Wanda continued her story. Um, also, if I didn't say it, spoilers, complete spoilers coming. I was I was in curious to see how Wanda was going to continue her story from WandaVision, uh, and the trailers kind of lowered my expectations. I'm not sure why. It just made it seem messy, um, more of the same. But this one feels original. It has originality to it, and it feels wacky. Uh, like the music note battle, like what, what that is the, the bizarre, uh, and it's creative and different, and and not like what we've seen before. It's it's. It is what we've seen before, but it's a twist of what we've seen before, and I, and I like that. Additionally, it feels more personal. These are characters that we care about going through emotional difficulties and emotional choices. Yes, every single conflict in MCU, to some extent, has had an emotional conflict, but the best ones that we've been involved in have been at the core of a, a character we care about dealing in emotional complexity. Definitely Wanda as this this villain, not, not anti-hero, um, antagonist role, And then also Doctor Strange and dealing with America Chavez and what he's going to do with her and if he's happy, which we'll talk about more, and fall in. So I just really like that. Um, It's different. And then Wanda, coming from WandaVision, Elizabeth Olsen had just came from filming uh, WandaVision, came to London just two days after wrapping WandaVision and she really knew the character knew the headspace that Wanda would be. in. And Sam Raimi talked about letting her take control of that character. You can tell she cares about her and portrays the emotional state extremely well. And so, yeah, it did it, it live up. It, it exceeded my expectations, but that's because my expectations were really low. It, it didn't exceed my expectations the way I thought this is the best film ever, you know, exceeds every expectations that I personally had low expectations and it exceeded them. But as far as like a film analysis, it's just pretty middle of the row. Um, two and a half, three stars type thing, maybe three and a half if I'm feeling generous, um, out of five. So now my question is, is, is how much of this is related? Feige mentioned that because of Loki in his series with Kang the Conqueror and, uh, was it the one above all i don't remember he's gone now and so the multiverse is getting out of control that spell that went wrong in spider-man and now this going wrong with doctor strange is because of that event and it's just interesting how that doesn't feel as connected as before watching this not once did i think about loki and not to say that, that when i was watching infinity war i was thinking about captain america the winter soldier except for that i was there there were genuine consequences that i felt Captain America Winter Soldier led into Captain America Civil War and those consequences were felt in Infinity War and yes, they were they were movies and and more temples and and closer related. But here I'm not thinking about how those things tie together, um, which feels a little bit weaker. And disjointed, which I'm totally okay with. That's how comic books are. And that's how comic green is. And these characters deserve to have their own stories. Not everything has to be connected together. I'm I'm a big fan of things not having to be connected together. But if that's what the MCU is, it's weird to have to go back and remind myself of what came before when before it felt so natural, um, if that makes any sense. That's my thoughts if it lived up or not. On to the next segment, bench points. These are Easter eggs, details, trivia, behind the scenes, other things that I just want to mention. Um now, just kind of going through my thoughts from the beginning of the film to the end. The person who sat next to Doctor Strange at the wedding, if you didn't know, is Dr. Nick West, who is the doctor who worked on Strange's hands in the first movie, who Doctor Strange got very mad at. Uh after the surgery was over, um, the jingle when for Wanda Vision when when it mentions Wanda, that was fantastic. Um, Doctor Strange music knowledge. He when he, meeting Reed Richards, he says, "The Fantastic Four didn't you ch- didn't you chart in the 60s? Referring to a band, The Fantastic Four, who had an R and B track in uh, hit number six in nineteen sixty seven. The track, if you're wondering, is called "The Whole World Is a Stage." Thank you for IMDb for that piece of trivia. But I did just notice this, the, the, the undertones of Doctor Strange having musical knowledge, including that music note battle, was, was really fun. Um, the multiverses, we had a 2099 multiverse, we had a norm multiverse, of course, the paint multiverse. That was a really, really fun sequence when they were falling through so many multiverses. I really liked that. Something else, the actor who portrayed Black Bolt, Anson Mount, I think is how you say his name, he actually is reprising his role as Black Bolt from the TV series Inhumans, which is a total disaster. Uh, so, don't go watch it. But he played back Black Bolt there and now he's back with a much better costume as well. So, what is on that note? What is happening with Inhumans now? Because they were, that would be cool to meet them. We could, I mean, especially thinking of like Civil War II in the comics, that main conflict started with an Inhuman. And I really like that story, even though we kind of got that here, similar ish type thing. Um, but yeah, Inhumans, what's happening there? I'd, I'd be really, I mean, in the comics, Miss Marvel is an Inhuman. Her powers in the trailer are very different, uh, which makes me, I mean, did they do that because of Reed Richards and they didn't want the stretchiness to be confused? Uh, I'm not really sure because Ms. Marvel uses them a lot differently. I don't know why they changed the powers. We'll see. I'm going to judge it when it gets here. But uh, yeah, she's traditionally an inhuman. It seemed like she got her powers from this bracelet thing, which gives me 10 rings vibes. Uh, but yeah, what's what's going on within Inhumans? I'd I'd love to get them in the main uh, Earth six sixteen universe. So um, Professor X, uh, when he's in Wanda's head, there are scenes from WandaVision playing on that little TV in the rubble. Um, then one other detail that I had was I loved the door that led to I forget what's it has it's been so long. The book, the 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 good book of the Darkhold, the one that gets destroyed that is in that floating around space. The door that his watch opens right next to there is a stack of papers that seemed to me like an instruction manual that's thoroughly read uh, for the multiverse. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's what intended, but there was a stack of papers right next to the door that to me seemed like an instruction book, which is just a fun detail, totally unimportant either way. Now, one last thought about the darkhold in this book. I know it was destroyed. Wanda destroyed it. Also, was Wanda dead? Probably not. But yeah, interesting. Um, wh- Wait, was there a scene when it Shona it alive? No, my brain. It's been a while since I've seen it. Wow. This is why you should do the episodes closer to when you see it and not do so much homework in my brain. Anyway, The Darkhold. Doctor Strange has a photographic memory. He mentions that in the first movie. He read The Darkhold. He had to use it to do the uh, night walking, I think it was, was it called. I don't remember. Um, are we just going to move on from The Darkhold and say it was destroyed? Are we going to bring it back with his photographic memory in some way? I mean, I think it would be lame to bring it back with this photographic meme. Like, oh, you thought we got rid of it. Just kidding. But I also think that it would be intelligent to recognize that Doctor Strange has that ability to have memorized it. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I, I, I don't know. Is the dark Hold gone or not? I'm not really sure. So those are all the binge points I'd said. Let me know. When you leave that review on Podchaser or you want to message me on Instagram or comment on a post or whatever, what binge points, what fun details did you see? Because there are tons of them in the multiverse. And I'm sure I missed a ton. So let me know what what binge points you saw. Moving on to the second and last segment, least analytics. This is my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. Uh, it's hard to pick out my least favorite scene. Uh, there wasn't one particular thing where I was like, I don't like that. Um, I mean, especially because as I was watching the film, there was so much of it that I was just impressed with like the cinematography and the editing and I'm sure if I would have recorded this episode or took better notes um, in the few days after I saw it I would have remembered a scene that I disliked more but but my memory of it for the most part is positive remembering those things that impressed me and surprised me um, for some reason right now a scene that I didn't like is escaping me but I'm sure there was one but coming some slack I've been doing too much homework and there's only so much you can hold in your brain um, so onto the things that I did like the cinematography and editing particularly the shot that got in a, a cut that got a reaction from me is when um they talk about Wanda and someone knowing something about the multiverse and the the WandaVision tune plays and it shows Wanda with her kids and then she wakes up in her bed and the, the harsh cut of it ending and the color grading of it being a really bright yellowish hue uh, that feels uplifting and and happy slowly Fading out into the muted grays was just phenomenal. I I just loved, 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 loved that. So, yeah, it's just the shots, cuts like that that I I love. Like, for example, when they go to the 833 city and they first get there in the camera work when they're trying to cross the street for the first time is so weird. The depth of field was just out of whack and the movement felt uncomfortable. I I don't know if they were um, not overcranking. That's um, where, where the shutter speed wasn't matching the frame rate, either too fast or too slow. I, I'm not really sure, but it was trippy. And uh, I really loved it. And it was just those types of things or, or, or the way that Wanda's fight with the Illuminati was filmed and, 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 and the shots from like the monsters, the snorri cam on Wanda or Doctor Strange. I just, there's so much that is just filled with style and that genuinely was my favorite part of the film. So... Moving on to the last segment, Fall In. This is where I talk about the meaning, messages, takeaways from the film, how we can apply them to our life. I mean, truly the best part of the podcast in my eyes. As my dad always said, what is the moral of the story? And to me, I would just label it simply as happiness and gratitude in dealing with difficult circumstances. Um, Dr. Strange is asked multiple times if he's happy. And is Wanda happy? You know, Doctor Strange doesn't necessarily get what he wants. He's had to have sacrifices. He's kind of in a difficult situation. Is he happy? And we see that Wanda isn't happy. We see a version of Doctor Strange who isn't happy. Um, we see the different things, and and particularly Wan's, Wong's statement at the end about being happy. It's it's really interesting to to to, to see that, particularly with with Doctor Strange and and also Wanda and them dealing with. Quote, Happiness. My wife and I have seen people we know and care about completely fall apart and and become someone different than who they were because of a, a breakup or a divorce or a relationship ending. Which I mean, that's horrible. I'm not trying to downplay what that is. I've, I've had my fair share of heartbreaks. That isn't easy, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Particularly a divorce in a situation where it can be avoided. Um, that leaves people hurt and it causes people to do things that were previously uncharacteristic of them. And I think that Wanda's heartache was very, very realistically portrayed that, that my wife was saying like, oh yeah, like people would so quickly flip a switch and, and go from being really evil to just being good at the end talking about Wanda, I said, well, well some people just act uncharacteristically when they're dealing with heartache and it's, and it takes a shocking moment to come out of that and realize what they were doing. Now, poor Wanda was probably traumatized again. She's man, just her whole life is full of emotional damage. Um, but, but people need happiness. They need something that defines them. And, and, and in my limited experience in life, both observing other people and in my own self, when, when something, relationship, family members is gone, that's, that's so largely defined us in our happiness, we have to search for that in new ways. And it feels very lonely. And they only have themselves selves to stabilize against, which is useless. If You, you can't stabilize yourself against yourself. Uh, you, you catch what I'm going here. And, and I thought that that was just so realistically done. And then particularly to Dr. Strange and how he has lost that relationship. And, and, and is he happy? And just that, that idea to be happy and grateful in our circumstances because there are hardships. Wanda including hers, has a horrible hardship, losing someone she loved, losing, I'm just going to say a spouse or significant other, a loved one, Uh, to some aspect, uh, mentally and emotionally losing children. I can't even imagine either of those things. But I I frequently, recently after seeing the movie, like I mentioned, I'm going to school and there's this custodian who works there He's an older gentleman, and he is very, very hard of hearing. When he speaks, he almost almost sounds deaf, uh, but I can tell that he wasn't born deaf uh, and isn't deaf, that he, that he still has hearing because he has big hearing aids, like, like just huge hearing aids. It's not a cochlear. Uh, just hearing. So he's hard of hearing, very, very hard of hearing. And, and he, he has a hard time communicating because of that uh, kind of has a deaf accent, if you will. And so he doesn't say much when I talk to him or smile at him, I say, thank you so much. Have a great day. You know, I try to be really nice because I'm, I'm truly grateful for what he does. Um, and he doesn't say much, but he looks at me and gives a very genuine, big smile. Um, and I can tell, I just feel the sincerity of it, the way that it warms me up. And I thought, you know what, this is an older man who can hardly hear, who has lost his ability to hear and speak. And his lifestyle is completely different. He's probably alone. I don't see him wearing a wedding ring. I don't know if he has a significant other in his life, but he's, he's probably alone. And he's working as, as a custodian. Now, nothing wrong with being a custodian, but that is not a glamorous job. And I don't think that, that people his age would choose to do that unless it was a necessity. And, and so from my eyes, I view that as a less than ideal circumstance, as a difficult circumstance if you will, and the way that he deals with it, so to speak, from again, completely from the outside, doing my best to look into his heart uh lovingly and and, and giving him and, and returning the kindness that he's given to me because he 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 is happy. At least from I can tell and, and granted, especially this month mental health awareness, knows, people may look happy when they're not and we should be aware of that, but the, there's a feeling that he extends to me that is genuine happiness. And I just, I have not stopped thinking about it, particularly in relationship to this and just, are we happy? I I don't know. And, and I thought that that was just a wonderful theme to handle that I didn't expect to see so directly addressed. And I just really, really appreciate it. I wish I could remember exactly what Wong said I did. I was so busy, I didn't take good notes. But I just, I loved what he said, kind of just about the idea of accepting our circumstances and and moving on and doing our best um, and just continually going. And that's being happy in that as best we can. If I remember right, at least that's that's the feeling or or the message that I took away from, which I'm grateful for. People are going through difficult things. I would say, to some extent, again, not this isn't comparing it to anything, but being a student and and sleeping less and having homework and deadlines is a difficult thing in its own way. And trying to find happiness in that difficulty is something that I'm grateful for and the lessons that I'm learning in that way. And that, that's that's very real. The last few years have been something that we have all had to deal with. Um, I was in church yesterday and uh, they invited some youth who are about to graduate high school to speak to the congregation. And they they talked about how COVID and it's completely changing their high school experience was really hard on them spiritually and really hard on them emotionally and even mentally. I've seen that in my younger siblings uh, to, who graduated during COVID, who are about to graduate, and, and kind of everything in between. That was a hard time on young adults, on youth, and on everyone. It is a difficult circumstances that we're still dealing with the repercussions of and figuring out if we are happy. And I, I, of all things, a popular blockbuster MCU film that everybody seems to go see and everybody talks about. And, you know, whether you wish that was the case or not, I'm not not really sure, but everyone goes sees this. We we know that this is a pop culture event. This is a pop culture phenomenon. People are involved in it and engaged in it. I'm grateful that they included something that direct and that uh, well-formed in the idea of happiness and how to achieve it in difficult circumstances. So, yeah, just keep going. Figure it out. Deal with circumstances with gratitude, I would say, as, as best you can. Find the gratitude in the, in the little things. So yeah, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Who knew that this is what it was going to be? That was a fun little episode to produce quickly. So yeah, subscribe to The Basement Binge if you aren't already. Review coming on the original Top Gun and then Top Gun Maverick. So yeah, leave those reviews on Podchaser. If you're listening to this the week of the 23rd of May, and if it's not the 27th of August, it's if it's before then, go to that survey and let, let me know your thoughts about listening to podcasts. It will help me out in my homework. I appreciate it. Uh, but once again, if you didn't hear it enough, this is The Basement Binge. My name is Harrison, and that's all for now. Ciao, ciao.